0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steering wheel. Laps of steering wheel here. Hello and welcome back inside the Park for May for podcast number 837. This is Todd. No, Todd, not now. AKA Negative Camber. You know why I've asked you here.
0: You must convince the villagers that I'm harmless.
1: Exactly what I need you to do tonight for your kind consideration on this show, anyway. Uh, well, what are we going to talk about?
0: Get to the show! This is the this show! This is the
1: show. We're going to talk about news from this week. But before doing that, I have to introduce my co-host, which of course means i got to go all the way to the right coast of this nation, Nestle our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., where she is a survey methodologist. Did I get that right? You did. You got it. Good. You know her. You love her. The lovely. The redoubtable. Grace! Grace, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good, Todd. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How's the kitty doing?
0: Uh, Ziggy's here to help, apparently. Uh,
1: Ziggy's always a big help.
0: Yeah. She's like literally never a help. <laughs> She's the least helpful.
1: Oh, I know. We're, well, We're
0: just know. saying something to, you know, a, a group of people who live in the house who contribute no money, pay no bills, do no chores, you know. I know. I know. They just make more chores for us. They don't actually do any themselves.
1: You know, I, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I was saying, you know, the thing I love about our dogs and about dogs in general is the unconditional love you get from a dog. Yeah. With cats, oh, it's conditional. Oh, it's very conditional. And I and I, and I I have two cats, but I, I'm thinking, yeah. the only reason I'm still alive is because I have a posable thumb and I can open oh, yeah. the, the food container. If, yeah. if they had an opposable thumb, I would toast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some truth to that. I, again, I know I've told this story. I now feel like I start every story with, now I know I've told you the story because we've done like seven thousands of these. And so I've I told know. all the stories I own. But um, yeah, I once saw a sign on like, you know, a, like an adopt-a-cat at like, you know, a pet store or whatever. And it was like, you know. I'll, i like anybody who gives me food or you know people have said you know cats only like you because you give them food and i'm like it's the only reason i like you people <laughs> right. humans you know right. like there was food involved and now we're friends now like we're it's friends. not like not like i'm like seeking out friends it's all about like hmm, yeah all right i like to eat yeah, yeah we can be friends yeah, so, at the end
1: of the day it's about the food man
0: i really can't i really can't fault them for that but no i can't even, you know They're nice. They're like they're like little kids. They're so they're like terrible, and then they like they're like toddlers, right? They're totally terrible, and then they just look at you, and you're like, "Oh, you're so cute." Fine, (laughs) I'll keep you. Right? I won't strangle you to death. Fine, you know. So, and they're also very cute sleeping, which is when little kids are also the cutest. They
1: are. They are. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, Grace, you know, big news this past week. Don't know if anybody's paying attention. We were supposed to have a Grand Prix.
0: I know. What Paul got the, a week uh, off.
1: I know. Oh. Here Paul was. Do you know where Paul was this weekend? Yeah. He was down at Coda racing the GT4, harder racing. As the Martins. Sure was. Didn't get the result he wanted, and he was pretty, pretty candid about that. hmm But it's kind of cool, you know, to... To have Paul, Paul as a buddy, because you kind of get you get the inside scoop, that's the right. drama. I can't share any of it, <laughs> but you know it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, you know that guy; but, he's a real oh, jerk.
1: So that's what happened, huh? Who yeah. I yeah. didn't know that, you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, better luck uh, for that yeah. team next time. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sure. he get he gets he gets a week off. You know, he doesn't have to uh you know, hustle, hang around, and try to make Emily sound exciting because it was already exciting enough when the uh, yes, paddock true. was starting to be built. And that was enough excitement for anyone. Yeah. Uh, so he will be back for the crown jewel of the Formula One crown, Monaco, or as Paul likes to say, Monaco.
0: As as we've been told year after year, yes. it is the crown jewel.
1: It is the crown jewel. Yes. It's like. Uh, it's like the Indy car. It's the greatest spectacle in racing. That's right. Oh, it's a spectacle. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great spectacle. That's for sure. It is a
1: spectacle. You know, grace, it's kind of hurt when your team McLaren is doing a lot better at Indy than they are in F1.
0: Oh, you know, I got again, no, a win anywhere counts. Oh, so like
1: an Indy car win is as good as an F1. You, you just described that as an F1 win.
0: If I'm going to count Kimi Räikkönen's championship as a championship for all of us, then of course I'm going to claim any wi- victory in IndyCar as, as a win for all of us, right? Okay. We're one McLaren family, you know?
1: Yeah. If a McLaren wins somewhere around the world, it's a win for all of you.
0: Exactly. Zach Brown is happy. It's there a win for all of us. I think so. I mean. It makes sense. Again, I'm a Wizards fan. It's the only way we have any championships after outside of the 70s. Like, you know, yeah. well, that guy, they won a champion Like, I don't think the Lakers are going to win, but if the Lakers won, they have one of our players. So it's like, Oh, see a win for Rui is a win for all of us. Right. You know, exactly. Did you happen to see the Celtics game? last night? Terrible. Now I am oh. all in on heats all in. I love Jimmy Butler. I mean, I love Jimmy Butler. And then when he did the ride with Landon Norris, I loved him even more. Yeah. And you know, um, You know his. You're driving, driving. That whole video. If you've never seen it, look it up, people. It's hilarious, because you know a lot of times um, when the when they have the celebrities do the ride along, they either just are like real quiet because they're afraid for their lives, or they're just not very. The whole time he's just like, and you know, (laughs) what What are you doing? Oh my god, you know, it's great because it's Jimmy Butler and that's who he is. So, um, but yeah, the Celtics are they're they're toast. They're done. They that game.
1: Somebody got to get some flubber for their tennis shoes or something.
0: Oh, they oh, were terrible last night. They wow, were you talking about
1: flat? Well, they're yeah. like one for seventeen three pointers, and after I had to turn it off, it was like. Oh.
0: Mm. Well, mm. I only, I only ever make it to the third before it's my bedtime. This yeah, is the problem right. I have now with hockey finals. Is like over. I hate overtime. This is its own mm-hmm. rant, you know, because Formula One doesn't really have overtime, so that's fine. But. I hate overtime. Like, we would go to Wizards games because overtime means, ah, it's this much longer past my bedtime, I'm awake, right? Yeah. And now I'm stressed because it's overtime. So it's like, it's not like <coughs> overtime is going to end and I'm just going to be able to go to sleep. No, it's like, uh oh, I'm going to be up all night. This is terrible. I so I, I don't know. What the Canes game was, Canes, Florida was like four overtime. I'm like, yeah, see, I'm out. Yeah. One yeah. overtime, I'm like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I can't do this. I, I guess go, man, I congratulations
1: are like in order for Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, won in Premier League over there. It's a shame
0: that a team from Kent
1: didn't win. But,
0: you no, know. yeah, right. Manchester so I don't know. City. I don't watch soccer. But yeah, I watch a lot. I, it's all basketball right now because I don't have any stakes in the hockey anymore. Yeah. I guess the Knights. Well, the
1: good news is you didn't have to have a lot of stakes in Emily. Emily was canceled due to heavy
0: rain. They pres- sure they pres- sure
1: did. Yeah, it was it presented a real challenge to the Emilia Romagna area and prompted flooding, which made the race basically untenable. So it was yep. canceled. And I would imagine, given the schedule, this is my guess. Given the uh compressed schedule, I would imagine I doubt I doubt that there will be a makeup later this season, but we'll see. Um I would Give them 'em
0: two races next year. It's not like we're gonna have China. <laughs>
1: it's
0: a good point is yeah. this like my theory when they should just run the the season so close to each other that you just run two races in australia like you have australia 2022 australia 2023 just run them real close to each other yeah, right let's
1: right. right. run
0: emila I- in the beginning in the spring in china's place and then you know two yeah, weeks like later in this regular COVID, space we
1: had austria back to back
0: right right yeah because right. yeah, i always remember there was a video of um Alex Albon, who always cracks me up that they always label him as Alexander. Nobody's ever called him that. Alex Albon and Matt Versappen when they were teammates and they're like, you know, doing the unbox video and there's somebody running around the track and they're like, what are you running around the track? It's the same place we were last week. It didn't change. Like, yeah, you don't need to do a grid walk or a track walk. <laughs> we're still here. Here we are. So yeah, just put Emma next year, two together. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, it'll be Emma and then Emma Redux.
0: Yeah, we don't need to go to Miami that would be fine
1: yeah a good eed
0: yeah. uh,
1: I did get an email from longtime uh podcast friend Gary oh, uh, hey Gary about hey Gary um about his challenges in getting a yeah. refund from oh st- no. situation with MotoGP. and he wrote an email and posted it on the website but um yeah. and 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 thanks for sharing that Gary he went through a really hard time getting any trying to get I bet. The money back. Uh, however, the organizers, um, say this shouldn't be a problem. Uh, there was an article that I read that said, let's see, what is the quote? Quote is here from the, all buyers who have purchased tickets through the sales network and the ticket one, uh, it, uh, oh, ticket one.it, which is the website, uh, purchasing platform, have the opportunity, to convert the tickets purchased With tickets for the 2024 event, or alternatively, an economic reimbursement.
0: (laughs) Was this written by the Brits? Because that's totally like (laughs) instead of just saying a refund, right? They have to have the like dampers, like
1: reimbursement. The the, the,
0: the biggest word possible, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Uh, Given the ongoing emergency in the region, the methods and timing of the refund will be announced with a subsequent communication that will be sent by email in the next few days by ACI Sport, a company of the Automobile Club of Italy.
0: Yeah. Like right now the water's right here and I'm typing like this, so it'll be, it'll be a moment. Right? So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're all underwater here (laughs) to take time. You sure? Cause your office even in Emily, uh, probably not, uh, but probably not. But it anyway, some time. And- well, hey, look. Here's my advice. If you are out there and you were a ticket holder, man, I would jump on this as quickly as possible while yeah. the system is in full motion, and I wouldn't leave it until later. I really wouldn't. No, later. yeah, I'd call now. Email evidenced in the struggles he had. So, yes, I would go after this like I was killing snakes, um, and I wouldn't. What leave are it the until snakes? Later.
0: What did they ever do to you?
1: Oh, me and Snakes. We have a long history of hate between us. All right. Long, long long down
0: through your family, like a
1: oh yeah. It's a generational um yeah, rivalry between me and the snakes. This
0: is a safe space, Todd, if you'd like to share with us about your deep-seated hatred of snakes. It goes way back with the worm, (laughs) the
1: dragon.
0: I mean, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh let's see. Oh. Yeah, so that, oh, perhaps, I will say, perhaps a distinction here on the likelihood of getting your money back is that, unlike SPA in 2021, which was a, a bit of a cock-up, right. uh, this was caused by force majeure. So mm-hmm. the rumored $20 million the promoters would have had to pay wasn't due, uh, so this allows them to refund the tickets, or one would presume. Uh, mm-hmm. It's worth keeping in mind, though, That the promoter has to pay a very high price for the race and this makes it difficult to refund as much Of the ticket proceeds go towards paying f1 for the privilege of hosting f1 But in this case due to force majeure and a hell of a lot of water Uh, hopefully they'll set that 20 million aside And start to pay this is jason. There's your $800 Uh, Emily here is your thousand dollars right. and then uh, Elon here is your 20 grand for paddock club you know, you can I just- think
0: I think they're actually hoping that enough people want tickets for 2024 that they can pay back people
1: Yeah, you know, I'm a little surprised they Didn't sneak in there that fans have three options convert them to 2024 tickets Convert mm-hmm. them to economic aid for the area. Oh, yeah. Or get an economic. Uh, what do they call it? Economic. What? What?
0: Economic reimbursement. reimbursement.
1: That's it. Yes. Yes.
0: Because they're just <laughs> going to pocket that donation. Oh yeah, right. Well, the second one goes straight to my pockets. Well, they
1: could just set up you know, like a, a Emilia Romano GoFundMe thing where the promoters take the ticket you know, and put the money in there. But now that would go <laughs> you know, to, to the yeah, circuit. Right. I uh, guess. I don't uh, know. Who knows? So anyway, all this to make a long story out of a not so long story. Um, the race was canceled. Yeah. I am going to talk more about it, though. Uh, but if you were a ticket holder, by all means, jump on top of that ticket refund and don't leave it uh, until June or July. I would Yeah. I would get on this. No,
0: Right. Right, especially why people are still dealing with the force majeure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, which I think is funny because that's a phrase that I never, was never really in my vocabulary until COVID because if you have to organize anything, everything was canceled due to force majeure. So it was just like a lot of of decisions being made because if we go through it and COVID, I don't know, gets better, whatever that means. Yeah. We're stuck paying for those hotel rooms. So you had to make some decisions.
1: (sighs) Boy, didn't you
0: well you know so force majeure he's your friend hmm
1: can be unless it's, it's your I house mean, it happens to.
0: i guess but you know that's not it's only if you're getting the you're the person getting the refund that is your friend you're right. <laughs> yeah, right force majeure is not your friend if it's destroyed your house that yeah, is correct
1: and i live in tornado alley grace so mm. that's-
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
1: Not a fun thing. Uh, So let's Uh. talk about this Emily thing. This was, this was Uh interesting. I mean, it seems like I get it, folks. It seems like I'm always referencing an article by Jonathan Noble. Hey, smoke up, Johnny. And I get it. Um, But this was a very, uh, yeah, a very instructive piece uh, that he wrote over at uh, Motorsport and Autosport. and perhaps me always quoted, if have you thought of it this way, perhaps me always quoting Jonathan Noble stories, perhaps it says more about him and his craft and his work than it does about me and my lack of diverse F1 reading. And once again, he's penned a most interesting piece. But
0: uh, there's only so many sources. Well, there's I mean, a lot of
1: people posting a lot of stuff, but yes, I that's have. That's not
0: the same as journalism.
1: Yeah. I'm saying yeah. from a
0: Formula One journalism perspective, not exactly. schmo like me yeah. putting some stuff on Twitter. I mean, journalism. There just isn't that many outlets that we have access to. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I lived in Italy or England, maybe there'd be more. I mean, Yeah. I well, you'd, you'd be, be over, over there, there quoting
1: Build. I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're high-quality stuff. <laughs> but I just, I mean, what... I, you have motorsport. You have the race, which is basically used to be autosport. Everybody from auto, autosport went and formed a race. Autosport still has some people, right? I mean, there's, I don't know. Yeah, autosport still has people.
1: S- sky, uh, sky Sports. Yeah. What um, you know? So
0: I don't know. What, some of the what,
1: British newspapers, uh, you know, BBC.
0: Um, I don't know those British newspapers though.
1: Well, you got to be you got to be careful. A little sketchy. Yeah, little sketchy. some of those get a little sketch.
0: I mean, because yeah. that's the thing too. I mean i think that's always the case of i know like i know if i read it on motorsport now of course right we've been doing this for like nine thousand podcasts so i know who jonathan noble is but you know like i know that if i read it on the race or if i read it on motorsport that's legit or if i see something on twitter i'm like i don't know those are the first two places i go in an auto sport because all the other stuff who, who knows right what what it is or it's just somebody um sourcing it like ap right like well, that's really helpful. So, I don't know. I don't yeah, think you have a I, lot of sources to work with there. No, and it used to
1: be more. But you know, Maurice Hamilton and yeah. Nigel Roebuck and all those guys. I, you know, the thing is. So, I'm kind of. I don't. I, I and I don't mean this in a heavy-handed way at all. I, I don't mean that. Oh, I'm very discerning, and I'm. No, it's it's not that. It's just that I kind of feel like I owe it to listeners to really kind of if I'm going to talk about. Formula One news, it needs to be pretty vetted news from people that have been doing this craft for a long time in the paddock, yeah, people sure. that I've met in the paddock when I was in the paddock and and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I have people send me links to like, you know, some website. Right. Lando's foot, you know, and then you know, there's some quote, you know, Lewis hamilton caught in something is like eh.
0: But I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it's the same with regular news, right? Like if I if I read something and I'm like, mm, I don't know as a critical thinker that quite passes yeah, mustard, yeah. I know where I go to look for it, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I don't know. I just I don't know. I guess in your defense, there's not that there's not that much that we get here. Yeah. Yeah, there's English not.
1: Speakers. You're right. And speaking of i mean like the race uh i I was really excited for them when they first launched, and and i sent them an email and i said hey guys Mm -hmm. you know uh if you ever want me to you know talk about your website or or anything you know always happy to help you guys it looks like a great you know Mm -hmm. concept here and um and so i was like you know you know you're all professional journalists that's great but you know we'd as a podcast, we'd always be happy to help out. Oh. Nothing. So, and that's okay. I wasn't offended. They're busy setting up a new website. I get it. Um, but I will say lately, though, you know, certainly uh, Mark Hughes, yes. Uh, Ed Stroll mm. writes some good. I, mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I, feel like I get Mitchell mom sometimes. Like it's a little virtuous. And I almost feel like we're all like pulling up a chair, the temple mom and Mitchell mom and something is sort of preachy, you know, to me Mm. about what I mean. I was like, I don't know, young man. Um, but it it just comes across that way. I don't, I don't think he probably means it that way at all. And I'm sure he's an awesome, but, um, but it's different when you when you read something there penned by Gary Anderson, Mark Hughes, uh, even Ed Straw. It's sort of different. There's a there's a magnanimous approach to it. Certainly, there's some opinion, but with Scott, I just uh, just you got to look at the words they choose, folks. You got to read between the lines. Um, but you're right. So you got motorsport, autosport, uh, Sky, BBC, some of the British newspapers. And to your point, though. As far and I'm I'm sitting here parsing, you know, websites and F1 journalists here and and trust me, there's a ton of them out there and there's a lot of fantastic uh, I would say secondary and tertiary uh, people who generate content, namely uh, like Formula One photographers and mm-hmm. and those those people uh, that do a great job and team press team marketing sure. they do some great content and. Um the some of the sponsors really get behind it, some of the marketing and formula one marketing mm-hmm. and really f1.com has really turned a corner and produces some really good content. whereas you remember when Bernie was in charge I mean, yeah. we were they did nothing the website, right they did nothing right. So a huge 180 for f1.com and, and that's
0: true uh, that's a good point. But as far as America,
1: American cover for we're all talking about drive survive. It's huge in America. The American press.
0: Look, I'm just I'm just happy as I've stated numerous times when something is on the ticker on the bottom of ESPN. I'm not just like hold my breath because it's something I don't want to know about. Either yes. somebody died or there's some sort of scandal. It was never, ever any good if you saw, you know, you because ESPN, like they line up all the sports and then they give you the headlines. So you would just wait for it to be Formula One's turn <laughs> and be like, what did they? Oh, no, what happened now? So at least now it's just like, oh, Max Verstappen is going to be racing this weekend in Monaco. Oh, that's so lovely. ESPN. Thank you so much. For telling, I mean, you're still not really going to cover anything but exactly the race, whatever the two hours is that you paid for. Before we get cut off by Mother's Polish, but at least you're there now, and um, you know you stream Ted's notebook. What I can't complain, so I don't have to try to like find that illegally on YouTube and hope somebody doesn't pull it down. But you know, it's slim pickings over here in comparison. But I think, I mean, I think the other thing, you know, we were talking last week about how. You know, like I hate it when the sport, when races are on in my time zone, because it's not like football is here. So I just imagine that there's some part of England or Italy or something that where Formula One is like that. Yeah, and So yeah. they are. They're like, oh, it's four o'clock. This is great. Let's go down to the pub and you know, let's go drink or whatever. or I'm like, it's four o'clock. None of my friends watch this. I got to go, you know, like you know, I mean, at least flip watches. So at least it's just the two of us and we can watch it together. But certainly when I was single, it was like, people were like, uh, it's four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and you're not going to hang out with us. Uh, no, I guess I'll tape it.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: No, <laughs> so, right. I don't know. It's just yeah, a, it's, it's it's a different world over here.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a different, different focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about, anyway, this article was interesting and I just want to share a couple of thoughts that, uh, that I'm basically uh, pulling out of Jonathan's, um, Mm-hmm. His story um, so yeah. He was talking about the impact of not having Emilia. and this is just kind of a good Reminder um, He says He was talking about what impact Does not having the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix have On Formula 1 You recall that teams such as Ferrari and Mercedes were Planning on bringing new Upgrades to Emilia, <laughs>
0: They
1: you know were yeah, ferrari being an obvious reason because it's a home race for them. Yeah, but now it seems No, they're pumping the brakes on that whole thing Yeah, Bringing those upgrades for what would now be monaco is kind of pointless. That's a whole different track That's a one-off and, and i've heard
0: it's supposed to rain so
1: oh well there you go even cool. yeah and so it's a street circuit, very unique. That wouldn't really, Billy, wouldn't really be a good place to measure the impact of said upgrades that you wanted to bring at Emelo, where you could test the efficacy of those upgrades. So now they're going to bring those in Spain next month. Now Mercedes, I think, were also thinking about putting the brakes, but I think I read later that they were going to go ahead and bring the upgrades from Monaco instead I- of delaying them, but um
0: i mean they're in such sad shape right so yeah, no yeah, i right. i wonder too if people would just bring the, the crates right like just send the crates to monaco and we'll decide on friday
1: yeah 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 i yeah maybe or i would I, I would think some of those are pretty planned out programs but
0: i mean um, i mean you're right but i mean the thing is is that right so everything shipped from Imola, i don't know where it's gonna go right you could send it the crab track right i mean and that's Mm -hmm. the traditional place where you see the upgrades anyway is in spain right um and skip monaco altogether but if you're in dire straits like somebody like mercedes right and these aren't just like oh some little squiggly bits we were gonna put on the back wing that you know are gonna get knocked off and nobody will notice any difference like they're bringing some serious upgrades i don't know i think you might just want to get some track time i think the downside is if it breaks you're done
1: you yeah, only have one <laughs> that's a problem and i think that would be more so because he mentions ferrari and mercedes i would yeah. um, roll the dice here and say that those aren't the only two teams oh no sure apple
0: for sure bringing some i'm yeah.
1: sure there were other teams bringing kit however mm-hmm. if you were a smaller team bringing kit these big upgrades that you were hoping to bring at Monaco with a yeah. very high possibility of damaging those, you probably would give that a second look, I want to make. Right.
0: Cause again, you're not just making a new floor yeah. when Nick right. DeVries runs into something, which right. seems inevitable.
1: As he's want to do.
0: Yeah. You know, um, it's like a magnet pulls him yeah. right in. So yeah. I, I right. think that I would wait. I would hold off on bringing those if I was AlphaTauri.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Which we I mean, have a little they, space.
1: Uh, exactly, exactly. Um, and you also recall that Emma was going to test out the new qualifying scheme of reducing the, the amount. So they're just yeah. not
0: going to do it. Just don't do it. See, this is See, what God's telling answer. you. It's a terrible idea.
1: You know What, what more it is? sign do you need? Formula One, this new qualifying, this is force majeure.
0: Right. Do you need a bigger a no sign? fault
1: thing? Just don't do it.
0: You're right. I, abs- that is genius. I think just yep. like, we'll never talk about it again.
1: Yep. You it don't bring it
0: up. We won't bring it up force majeure
1: and we couldn't do it. That's right. I think it's a sign.
0: Oh, uh, well, they,
1: You know, for those of you that weren't aware, they're were going to reduce the amount of tire sets available per driver and also mandate the usage of, of the hard, medium, and soft. So hard to be using Q1, medium in Q2, yeah. and soft in Q3. Um, now, as of now, Hungary is the only remaining location to try out this new qualifying scheme. But the F1 teams and Pirelli could choose to get together, have a powwow about it, and have a, a meaningful, intelligent discussion to say, "Hey, what do you what do you think? Should we do it?" Should we pick another race how do you see this and like all of those kind of critical
0: yeah because when i think formula one i think critical thinking and decision making
1: yes yes i think uh, pragmatism run amok but always, always always so yeah that's what's going on so that has been either reduced to one of these schemes during the season or a leaves Formula One grassman for another place. i will probably pick on. Brazil. I'm just
0: saying, eh, um, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, though, if something happens at Hungary and they have to cancel that race, that is definitely a sign. People. Watch Hungary
1: get rained out for some right. Like,
0: it's like do, you, do you need the Potomac to run red? Like, get the hint the locust, we you know, right? Yeah, like, the locust, many,
1: the plague, yeah,
0: right. How many signs boils? How many signs do you need? Yeah. Get it, don't do it. Bad I mean, idea,
1: don't do it. Very bad, very bad. You've angered God. That's right. Um, you and your golden calf.
0: Um, let our see. let our teams go. I don't know. <laughs> we,
1: could keep, we could keep this going. Right, we could. Uh, let's see. It's also now. I kind of think this is in the plus category. It's mm-hmm. one less race on the engine and gearbox. That's true. Ferrari's
0: pretty happy. Yeah,
1: Ferrari's like. Uh, wait a minute. Woo-hoo. We're not. Are you serious? This We're is not like to how to do it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: This is like how I gained two years on my car during the pandemic because where did I drive? (laughs) Nowhere around the block to make sure the engine kept working, right? Like,
1: it's not 15,000 miles a year for you, Grace. That was like 2,800.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was great. And now I don't commute to work. So, yeah. I have this car forever.
1: Uh, So, anyway, so that I think is a good thing because the, as you, as you, as you guys know, you have four for the whole season. Um, So that's good. And finally,
0: since this is. Isn't Ferrari already like the third engine already?
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Um, I'm saying. Finally, since this was forced to of the promoters won't be required to pay the rumored $20 million sanctioning fee, as I mentioned earlier. And that means F1 will be $20 million less in profit. And that will have an impact on the team's payout slightly.
0: See you later, Michael Michael Andretti. Yeah, if we would have had Imola, we would have had space for you, but no Imola. Now we can't. Uh, We can't afford it.
1: That's that's exactly right. That's it.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so just some interesting nuggets to think about when a race doesn't happen. I thought, well, it does have a knock-on effect.
0: Well, and I mean, I like you, like you know, where I, as I'm sure many people were, you know, you're kind of like watching the Twitter or whatever, Mm. and you're following the news, but when Formula One just like was like, that's it, we're not going. I'm like yo it's bad i mean like what it, it takes for some and for reason many reasons right for them to just be like we're not going especially after everybody's already there um and then to send everybody home so it was bad
1: yeah yeah it, it, and look at you a know, part of the was it the f2 paddock or whatever it was flooded and
0: yeah and you know you got to think
1: about safety vehicles and where mm-hmm. they're staged and and, and that kind of thing And you know I, I think yeah. at the time I re- read a couple of people That died in the flood So yeah It's not yeah. good
0: Not good Not good With Lucky Land Slots You can get lucky Just about anywhere Dearly beloved We are gathered here today To Has anyone seen The bride and groom? Sorry
1: Sorry We're here We were getting lucky In the limo And we lost track of time No Lucky Land Casino With cash prizes That add up quicker Than a guest registry In that case I pronounce you lucky Let's talk about being selfish. Grace, you, as a Formula One fan, you're going to have to be less selfish. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. All right. You feel convicted yet? Uh, that I'm selfish? Yeah. I'm not selfish. All right. Let's talk about it. Shall we? Uh, let's, I can't wait to see what, what we got here. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. All, all right. right. Sure. F1 is more popular than ever,
1: but. There have been a few, can I call them sour notes, Grace, from drivers and teams and fans about all of the changes made to increase the excitement and entertainment value of the sport.
0: Before you even get into this story, when you do something stupid and I get mad at you, I'm not flying off the handle. You're being stupid. Are you not being
1: jealous by getting upset or selfish?
0: Right. I, I just think I just think without knowing where this story is going to go, I'm going to put it out there that when you're dumb and I'm mad at you for being dumb formula one. that That's not on me. I'm not the one with the problem. If you weren't being dumb, I wouldn't have to be mad. Problem solved. But this you know, is, this is one of never those, their
1: fault. This is one of those strange situations, Grace, where like, you know, Take it out of Formula 1. It's like a company makes a product and it doesn't sell worth a darn and they blame the customers.
0: Or, you know, this is like when, you know, my credit card information gets stolen because I swipe my card at Target. That's not my fault. That's Target's fault. Why am I the one that has to pay for it? Why am I the one that has to call my credit card company? Why am I the one that's worried about my PII being stolen? Why is that my fault? It's never Target's fault. I mean, right? Like, I'm not the one that did something dumb. You did. So right. I'm mad at you, but all the responsibility is on me. That's I know. not how this is supposed to work. There's
1: no 800 number to call. You got to, you know, yeah, it's
0: crazy. Right. So I think this is just whatever the story is going to be. I'm sure oh, it's, it's going to be. It's good. Uh, not on us that they did something dumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah uh and the, how
0: dare we be mad
1: the sour notes you may have heard uh was really kind of heightened during the miami ground pre-weekend with more sprint races this year as well as all the pomp and hype around that and that that left kind of a sour taste in some people's you know minds all right not everyone people that watch the race yes yes me
0: I did was you watch that <laughs> i was like <laughs> oh
1: are you kidding me come on right um, i don't know
0: this so, is what you produced. Uh, great. All right. F1 boss
1: Stefano Domenicali. Hey. Gwen Stefano. Who himself championed the sprint races. Mm-hmm. Thinks it's wrong for people to criticize aspects of F1 that have helped increase the popularity of Formula One and for everyone involved. All right,
0: Grow some skin? Well, you know, it's a little thin-skinned over there. You're, it's, that's your job.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: He's... You're, You're the punching bag. That's your literally your job. At
1: best out of this, we're going to come out with Dayton. at best, I think. There's yeah. no victory here. Uh, no. Speaking to the Daily Mail, that paragon oh. of truth and virtue. Yes. Domenica Kelly said this, quote, I want a society in which people cannot say what they want but drivers sometimes need to remember that they are part of a broader picture. We don't need to be selfish. They are part of this sport and this business, and it grows because we are thinking bigger. Sometimes being out of out of our comfort zone is not easy, but we cannot be lazy or complacent, just as we can review some of the specifics of the Sprint Weekend format at the end of the season once we have tried it out on the intended six occasions. We won't have sprints every weekend either, but we have a new audience, ooh, and need to provide value for money every session, ooh. Ooh. Not, not let everyone drive around in circles for the sole benefit of engineers and drivers. Are okay. you serious? Which is like,
0: Order! wow. First of all, there are no support races at Miami, so maybe that's your first problem, Gwen. <laughs> right? Maybe because when you go to most races, you're there all day, right? Because you're watching the vintage cars, you're watching the Porsche. Yeah, right. There's racing all day from seven in the morning until like four o'clock when the Formula One, whatever is happening. And then you're not bored because you're at the track all day watching racing, right? Like there are no support races in Miami. I think that's a problem. So then of course you have to have a sprint race because what else are people going to do on Saturday? You have nothing else for them to watch have a foot race i don't know hi uh, so anyway and then on top of the fact I, what i always find is interesting like I, I don't know if he's specifically talking about the driver's intro thing with ll cool j that nobody liked that none of the drivers liked yeah which seems to me this is kind of what he's hinting at um somebody asked them When you can find a quote from every single driver about an event, it is because some news person in the bullpen asked each of them the same question. What do you think about the new driver intros? So then you can't get mad at them because they all answered a question they were asked. Like, so, I mean, I guess you can get mad at them. You can get mad at people for anything, but somebody asked them, They weren't just like, I don't, I don't think, you know, like Lance Stroll would just walk around going, listen, not about the driver intros, but don't they have a fair point that it's like, if you, if you allot half an hour for like riding on a flat bed around the truck or whatever, and then suddenly you've added time to that. that takes away from their prep time. Mm -hmm. They're going to be mad about that. They have every right to be mad about that.
1: And you're right. It's not like they, asked lance after the race hey lance it was a good pass on lap 23 could you walk us through how you did that no no no. i'm not talking about that i want to talk about the driver interview right you know it's it's they uh, all specifically were asked did you like it or not
0: right so then don't get mad gwen stefano that they were all uh pissy about it they didn't enjoy it none of them did any of the, the only person who looked like they enjoyed it was lewis hamilton nobody else enjoyed that and will i am yeah, well, not a formula one driver, but you know, well, I am did enjoy it, but you know what I mean? Like I just think that, um, people being critical of you have some skin. I just think yeah. you are the one that looks dumb. Stefano
1: that, well, it's, it's interesting in the quote, there's a couple things that he, when uh-huh. he says, um, but we have a new audience and need to provide value for money. Every session, meaning every race, not let everyone drive around in circles for the sole benefit of engineers and drivers. And what I, and that's pretty telling there. Yeah. I would say teetering on being very concerning in my mind, um, agreed with the engineers, and drivers, and I understand what he's saying. I think here's the crux, folks. The crux of the argument is that the swinging pendulum concept of Formula One. Mm-hmm. That if you're not familiar with when we talk about the pendulum swinging one way or the other, this is kind of a a dog-eared analogy that's been used for years, but it it does hold true. When the pendulum swings too far this way. It becomes a nerd fest of engineers, and you get things like DRS, high-deck tires, hybrid engines, more, quote, innovation, but at a cost that is hard to stomach. But conversely, when the pendulum swings too far the other way, you get a clown show of entertainment, shiny objects, uh, Mm. constructs uh, introduced to, quote, spice up the show, as they like to say in the paddock. Um, you know, concept like, oh, we ought to do medals, we're to do sprint races, we ought to do reverse right. grids, hey, we're gonna have pomp and circumstance. Every race is like a Super Bowl. You know, you get that kind of stuff when the pendulum goes yeah. too far the other way. I've said it for years. You have to right-size the expectation of what Formula One is. If you want NASCAR, Go watch NASCAR. It's a fun series with lots of constructs to promote close racing and prolific passing. It's its thing. Nothing wrong with that. If that's your thing, then that is the series you should watch because that's what they do. But F1 must stop the pendulum in the center. And this means making some goofy marketing activations, like, you know, and then other marketing efforts like. DTS and on event entertainment and even maybe even better broadcast chirons and features and graphics that that you're gonna have to compromise on some of what we would consider that sort of goofy over-the-top entertainment side. Mm-hmm. But conversely, mm-hmm. it needs also in the center you're going to compromise on the other side it needs to stop searching for constructs such as sprint races drs high deck tires over the top hype that the series can't possibly live up to because it's disingenuous but it also has to pump the brakes on the tech to be more achievable for all the teams with regulations that are created to promote competitive racing um and i was just spitballing here i'm just thinking out loud but durable tires With soft, medium, and hard compounds that perform right out of the box. Let the teams decide which one works best for the car and let them run those the weekend, right? Uh, Ditch the hybrids, DRS, high deck tires with tricky and narrow operating windows. Lose the weight in these cars. They're so heavy now. I know it sounds like I'm being a Luddite, but make a 1,700-pound car with a couple thousand pounds of aero max on good tires and that works you know with the tires that work with the chassis and regulations that prevent sort of you know that uh uh, narrow operating window and and uh regulations that really create that sort of you know that that Outflow from behind the car. It's really narrow targeted aero wake. That's kind of designed to disturb the air Make yeah. dirty air and make it hard for following cars to you know That's what ross braun was trying to tackle remember right uh, to get rid of all the dirty air coming off the back uh, Of the car and like I said, I'm just thinking out loud But in the end in order to stop the pendulum in the center both entertainment value and engineering and innovation value will have to compromise At some level to be in the center there. And I think that's important at this point. Um, Do you feel like back in 2014 for eight years, I felt like the sport was, progressively and progressively getting more the pendulum going to the engineering side where you know even ted kravitz is saying oh you know it's tire talk it's a tire grand prix that's all we're talking about mm-hmm. is the tires and then the hybrids and the and the curves and the and you know the mguhs and all of this stuff and it just got to be nerded out technology which a lot of the the luminaries of the sport were saying nobody sees any of this crap nobody cares you know and And it got so expensive to do. And you and I talked about it at the time. But now, given Miami and Las Vegas and all the stuff and DTS and, oh, my gosh, I just feel like we're trying to swing hard the other way. Do you get that feeling?
0: So here's how I feel about it. I don't know how you feel about gin, but I'm a gin drinker. Mm -hmm. And what I hate is so there was a big trend of flavoring vodka. That's fine. Vodka is like the tofu of alcohol. It has no flavor, put whatever flavor you want. Cotton candy. Perfect. Cherry. Perfect. Vodka has no flavor. Gin has a flavor, but I don't like its flavor. It tastes like treats. Get out of it. Don't drink it then. right Right? nobody's asking you nobody is forcing you to drink gin you don't like to taste of an evergreen tree you don't want to like feel like you're sucking on some pine needles then don't drink gin you have options you have lots of options don't flavor my gin flavor the vodka flavor brandy i don't care i don't drink brandy whatever you want to do stay out of my stay out of my gin that's how i feel about formula one Formula one is not a spec series. I don't know when somebody's going to figure that out at formula, you know, and Stefano Domenicali is going to figure it out as long as the series isn't spec, it's going to be complicated. It's going to be more cars than drivers. It's the technology is going to matter. I find that's the lamest thing ever. I, I, I'm a statistician. If I can't explain to you what this data means or what this table means or why this is important for you or why you should care, you know, where the failing is me, not you as a person who doesn't understand statistics nobody understands statistics it is my job to communicate that with you in a way that is important and meaningful and valuable and you can make decisions with it formula is the same way if if people like oh it's too nerdy well then figure out a way to make it interesting i i don't know steve Matchett seems to figure that out Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like this is magic i mean steve's a great guy i don't i'm not trying to throw some shade but he's also not like i don't know a fortune 500 whatever whatever right he's a guy he's a mechanic he knows what he's talking about and he's able to communicate it with it. so find some more people like steve to explain stuff with me i mean formula one's done a good job of doing that we have now much more technology than we used to have you know i mean sam collins can stand there with a little you know stick and like draw pictures and arrows around things you know 20 years ago you had a a still drawing and you had to compare two drawings because that was the only way you could ever find out anything that was changing i agree that you can get too technology heavy but what i am always concerned about is it tastes like evergreen trees formula one is always going to taste like evergreen trees if you don't want that go watch nascar watch indycar watch a spec series watch something goes in circles watch drag racing i don't care but at the core formula one is technology technology it's the pinnacle of motorsports what do people mm-hmm. think that means right and i i just find when and i understand the position that stefano Domenicali's is in now but there is some part of me that wants him like that charles barkley commercial where it's like young stefano and old stefano and i want them to have a conversation with each other because i'm pretty sure they don't agree with each other but it's because they're <laughs> speaking to different masters now right yeah right right i understand that i am a human but I just think when it becomes too much like entertainment, especially in Formula One, you're killing it. There's yep. a place for it. Get—I I always use the beer analogy. There's a place for Corona. There's a place for Guinness. But don't be trying to turn my Guinness into your Corona. That's mm-hmm. just—it just makes me mad. Get out of my gin, right? So, I—I—I I, I just feel that anytime you do any of this magic to like tweak things around, and I do—I do blame 2021. I think so many new fans came in and 2021 ended up in such a like, I don't know what the, I, I do have words for it, but I'm just going to say it ended the way it ended. And now there's like some expectation that every year is going to be like that. Mm-hmm. I've been watching this sport for a long time. You've been watching this sport for a long time. It's not always the last race of 2021. No. No sport is like that. So, but you you have to be in for the long haul. And I just think Didn't we watch NASCAR do this? I just, this is what kills me. Didn't we watch 20 years ago, NASCAR go through this exact same thing? And where are they now? Do you want that Formula One? I don't think you do. Smaller
1: races, fewer spectators.
0: Right, isn't that... Now they're capping
1: some of the circuits at, you know, 50,000 spectators instead of 150.
0: Right. I mean, isn't that what makes, you know the human mind a great thing is that you can tell me about something you can say hey grace don't touch that it's hot and i can go oh i trust todd todd's my friend i'm not going to touch that it's hot because i trust todd so you've watched nascar don't don't do it right like you don't have to go through it in order to learn it you don't have to go to germany to know it exists right i I think that we've seen this happen but it's just never going to be that way because it's not spec I also wish we brought back tire competition. I think that would get rid of a lot of this. I think Pirelli, mm. and it's not Pirelli's fault. And that's the no, thing too. No, Pirelli too.
1: makes a great tire, but.
0: They're yeah. doing their job, you know, but I, I anyway, I, I guess no, I, I, agree I agree with, with you. you. It's uh, just, Yeah,
1: I agree with you too. I he's think,
0: courting the wrong people.
1: Yeah, I think, well, yes. Um, I think, I think instead of spending all of their time and resources trying to figure out how they can make a, a racing series that has a history and legacy that formula one has, instead of spending all their time and resources, trying to figure out how they can make that more engaging and sticky to new sports fans. Um, the worst damage, the more damage you're going to do to the sport in, in total, Mm -hmm. I still stand by, Mm -hmm. that you can go too far in the technology and now steve Matchett agrees with you in one of my interviews and steve and our buddies and Yeah, we go quite a ways back now Um, one of my interviews that I did with him, you know, we were talking about This, uh, it was probably back when max mosley was talking about cost caps Right, and he had made the comment. You know what? This is formula one Formula one's expensive if you don't have the money don't get it Right. right and and I agree with him um now, there is a thing, though, I think you can go too far. Um, sure. And I think that's when you started spending $40 million for an engine supply and those kind of things. And when in reality, you could take a Formula One car now, cut out a bunch of weight, all the teams could go out and buy Gibson V8 racing engines, put in those cars, reduce some of the aero, and the racing would be super exciting and people would love it. Yeah. Although, mm-hmm. It, it becomes more of a spec your point. So you have uh-huh. to compromise. There's gotta be a compromise. And if we yeah. were gonna if we're gonna lean a little one way or the other off of center, I would much technology. rather be engineering on the technology side than the yeah. just the tawdry just, exploitation. And my last note I will say uh-huh. is that exploitation is not a long term view of sustaining anything in my view. Right. It or isn't. preserving it. You yeah. know? And um and I have a quick example that I'll share with you that nobody will give a damn about, but this goes back to 2020 when okay. COVID came out. So my oldest daughter was the class of 2020, right? Okay. In high school. Well, COVID obliterated their last semester. Right. Right. So they're, oh, my dog's upset oh, too. So, sure is. so they didn't, you know, there's no classes and everybody's oh. trying to do zoom. And unfortunately what educators and have a tool because Zoom is really a business tool, not a one to many uh, teaching tool. And uh, that created a lot of social pressure for the kids who could see everybody else's rooms mm-hmm. and all that. It was a total mess, right? And so the school district said, you know what? We're not going to have a graduation, high school graduation, but we'll have a, what we're going to do is put together an ad hoc parade where all of the families can line up in their cars, have signs and say, congratulations, Grace, you know, and really celebrate the kids and we'll drive through the town and Throngs of people all outside, everybody mm-hmm. had their mask on, but it was okay. throngs of people along the parade route, yelling, and people that my daughter didn't even have a clue who they were, and they were right. great job, Kay, great job, yeah. you know. And and we were going through and it really was about the kids and it made them special and it made them feel special, right? Done with the right intent, in the right mm-hmm. spirit, for all the right reasons. So they thought, This is such a good idea, let's do it every year. I happen to see pictures from this year's. Do you know what they're doing? There's like two people. No, Ugh. it's chock-a-block full of cars. All the kids are all like parsed out in their social groups. Mm-hmm. And they're all riding with each other. And all of the signs, all these, they're like sponsors. And yeah. the signs all say, Grace, Harvard, Grace, yeah. Belmont, Grace, uh, you know, Bryn yeah. or whatever, right? And it's all now a pretentious, bragging, exploited situation, you know. And it it it's vapid. It sucked the life out of what was. Intended Genuinely, to be a very yeah. genuine, pure celebration yeah. of the kids, right? Yeah. And same thing for Formula One. When you think, oh my gosh, we have all these new viewers, we've got to exploit the hell out of it while we can. And you're going to go sign saying, Lando Norse, Yale, Lando Norse, Belmont. You know, you're know, you going to have all of these people, right? And you're going to tr- exploit the hell out of it and ruin the sport and what its purest intent is. You know, don't try to exploit it and spend most of your time. Instead of trying to exploit it, make it sticky for casual fans. Try to teach those fans how to get
0: deeper into the sport. And especially cause you have technology, which I did not have when I got into this yeah, sport, it's yeah. so much easier, but I think, I mean, to your example, first of all, you have very high expectations for where my hypothetical high school student grace <laughs> went to college
1: (laughs) right second
0: second of all i agree with you hundred percent when you put out i'm gonna call it a bullshit race like miami and then you're mad that everybody's mad well try harder yeah give me like i'll take like 12 brazils over one miami Yeah. yeah
1: yeah
0: try harder Again, I get it. Street races, I get why they're popular. I get why people do them. But if you're concerned about people watching this racing at home, don't make Miami your well, thing. Well, here's here's a here's a make simple thing
1: that we can do. Miami. Now, the crown jewel of Formula One is Monaco this weekend. Compare yeah. them. Just watch them and yeah. compare them.
0: I mean, Monaco. Even though Monaco has not a lot of passion, show
1: and. and well, yeah, I was that, just but just it's nothing like miami
0: no but i mean the thing is with monaco is you, i mean the drivers speak to this not that i've ever been a driver but you can't blink right there is yeah. never a moment that you're not turning right, right right i think it's always um interesting to watch as much as i am down on monaco that if monaco is anywhere but monaco we would have stopped having the race a long time ago but you have to make it interesting i mean why do we all like Spock? Because it's interesting. It's an interesting race to watch with elevation change, right? And I don't know. I just think if your if your best effort, if you came to me and you said, "Grace, my best effort is Miami," I'd go. You get a D. Go home. <laughs> you get an F. I mean, look at Austin. Austin is great. I love Coda. I've been to Coda. I enjoy watching on television. It's a well done purpose-built track. It is. Bobby does a great job. That's your best effort. A plus. I'm all for Austin, but come on. Don't get mad at us because of your, your poor delivery. I agree. I agree. Do better. And don't get mad at the drivers because they didn't like your introductions. Your introductions were weird. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You'd like to think that, wouldn't you?
0: Yes, I do. They were weird. Do. It was a very weird thing, all of it.
1: It was. Um, let's see. Let's do some Alvin's Cats, because that's always fun. And you've got a cat. Clap. Yes, we all know Alex Alvin loves cats. So we're going to talk about Alvin's Cats. All right, Grace, give me some some hot takes from Alvin's Cats.
0: I don't know, man. I feel like I need to, like, take some deep breaths, do uh, some yoga down, or something. Right. Like,
1: whoo. Ooh, I feel like Charlton Heston over here grabbing at my <laughs> kerchief right, around my Adam. neck. It's <laughs> soiling green as people. Crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just think, I don't know. It just, this has never stopped. This is like a never ending saga. Maybe this is true in any sport, but it is, I mean, it's certainly true at work. Like, Henry ta-
1: Reese should be like a Super Bowl. Bro. No.
0: Just mm-hmm. every race be Brazil, that would be fine, or yeah. spa or you know interesting, yes, anyway. but nobody expects every every anything, every game to be great, even football e- every, every Super game is not, not Super Bowl. great, most Super Bowls are not great, yeah, that Except is the
1: last one of the chiefs one that was great
0: well, I mean the last I'd say me what like the last five have somehow managed to yeah. be interesting, but like notoriously, the Super Bowl as a game was always terrible, you I know agree. I agree so um. <laughs> Calm All down, then. All right, oven's cats. All right. Um, All right. Um, I'm going to do my best here. So not only did we have no Formula One, as we discussed, right? Yeah. There's no MotoGP. I know. There's no Gordon Ramsay cooking show. I know. talk about? We already talked about how Way to go, Tucker. Okay. A, oh, you got kind of. <laughs> very good. Um, and uh, Although, I got to say, I thought
1: the dude really cooked his butt off.
0: Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really came around to Chris. I really hated him in the beginning. I didn't like him in the diff. beginning
1: either. But at the end,
0: man, was, I really like. He took the most complicated
1: things. I mean, he yes. did the most challenging things when everybody else kind of played it safe. No,
0: he really made me I rethink. Really I kind of thought
1: he was the winner.
0: And like next time I meet some guy, and I'm like, oh, you, you, oh, yeah. uh, maybe I should give him like seven episodes before I really decide. Because at the end, he really, seven really warmed
1: episodes up to- before I call you an a hole.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, he was totally terrible, but he, I really warmed up to him at the end when he really was getting into like. All I'm gonna say um, is
1: Stefano's on episode seven, so he's got to turn it around for you. That's right. I don't know. I mean,
0: we've had two Miami GPS. I mean, yeah. come on. I don't races. do do better. Do better. And sprint races. Yeah. Sorry. So there's Sorry. no. What are we? What was I supposed to come up with Albon's cats? Right. So. Here's what I'm thinking. We had a, during the off season, we, we had hashtags for each of our shows. We did. So I think that this would be a good opportunity because I came up with two potential hashtags for this show. One is, so I heard you like street races because now we're just going to have a string of what, like five in a row street races because we even had a, a, a course for a like, what Bahrain, that was it, right? So yeah. I, I heard heard you like street courses because now we're gonna go to Monaco, right? We're just right. street coursing it up here. Either that or God is a Checo fan. And <coughs> and for Samur, he's just trying as hard as he can, or she or they or whatever. Um is just trying to get Checo that championship as much as possible. <laughs> it's gonna be all street race season.
1: I love it. God is a Checo fan.
0: God is a Checo fan. He's they're trying. They're trying. Got more. a Checo
1: fan? There you go. That's it. They're trying. All right. All right.
0: Cool. All street races. You want some of my no shit headlines? I'd love it. All right, here we go. Because I haven't ranted enough. Why not?
1: I know, I know. And I'm running. I'm running close on time. I got a hustle to it. All right. Um, here we go. First headline: F1 Swift Emma action, a welcome contrast to recent past.
0: You know, look. Yes
1: this is from the race. This is what I was talking about. This is a little heavy handed. There, they, you know, there's no place to get Mitchell mommed on this. I'm not a fan of hit pieces for virtue. Yes. The right decision clearly was made. But right. It's not an event to beat the crap out of F1 over. All right. So let's, you know, let's find other news. Shall we? Yeah. That's a little much. Um, let's see next headline. Gasly sheds penalty points, less chance of a ban. That's pretty much how that works.
0: Right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah Uh, (laughs) that's
1: Yeah, it's math. It's how it
0: works. What's the rest of the article say?
1: Uh well he he got a couple points back, so yeah
0: i understand but it's just like well i don't know where you go that headline really really the The whole story is
1: pierre gasly enough time has passed that he's got a couple points back end of story right done yeah right um let's see oh this is a good one you'll like (laughs) this one valtteri botas comes 114th as girlfriend wins women's event of scottish race okay so just to be clear valtteri didn't enter a woman's race
0: and that is definitely what that sounds <laughs> That's like. what That
1: headline sounds like. I can assure you, he didn't enter a women's race and come in 114th, while his girlfriend won it. So, yeah, may want I don't. I don't want to rewrite that headline there. That.
0: Well, I don't on. understand this at all. But there all there right. Appreciate
1: on Valtteri. Hey, did you like my tweet? I found this funny picture of him on the end of a dock wearing pastels. Yes. And I said. Is it just me or is Valtteri's life turning into a Wes Anderson movie? It totally is. It's, it's just totally what it looked like. He's know? just
0: here. He's just here for the, the, the joy.
1: I know I'm waiting for Bill Murray to be like his crew chief or something.
0: Oh, it's, absolutely. You know, Right. Or like him and Bill Murray start doing that sidecar motorcycle racing. Yeah. Yeah. Thing yeah. Together, yeah. Right. Like, really. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's just here for the vibes. He's just, he's just living, living his life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see next
1: headline, FIA president Mohammed bin Salem issues statement after 10 people dead in rally attack. Did you hear, you guys hear about this? I didn't
0: hear about this.
1: There was a rally in Mexico and some people just started shooting the hell out of the paddock as people were getting in their cars, getting ready. That's, 10 people died.
0: That's horrendous. Oh my God. There was more I violence did, I didn't hear in Baja,
1: California.
0: I was like, what
1: the heck?
0: Wow. Not everybody just that.
1: stopped getting shot. Oh, <sighs> down. Gosh, crazy. Oh my, indeed. Uh, oh, in this watch this space folks, Grace and I talked about it. Felipe Massa continues bid to strip Lewis Hamilton of title due to F1 manipulation. He's still at it.
0: Okay. Felipe Massa. I feel like, you know how like on like, um, like on The Daily Show, they'll go like, meet me at camera two. Now I don't have a camera two, so you're just gonna have yeah. to meet me at this camera here. But Felipe, you and me right here. Let it go, man. We love you. You're Felipe Massa. Yeah. You know, you retired when you retired your last race in Brazil, even though you came back because you weren't actually retired, but you didn't know that, people loved you. They embraced you. We we're like, oh, Felipe Massa, you're, you're great. We lo-. don't do this. Let it go, man. You're not helping out anybody and you're certainly not helping out your own image. We love you. The world loves Felipe Massa for sure. So just let it go. Let it go.
1: Just focus on being Felipe.
0: Yeah, that's right. Be Felipe, baby. We love you. It's yep. fine. I don't agree. tarnish it. And
1: lastly, Lewis Hamilton set to be offered mammoth
0: Ferrari contract. Where did this rumor come from? Why would he go?
1: Idea. This is a very bad
0: idea. He's not going to Ferrari. I don't know.
1: A lot, of, a lot of folks think he is.
0: No, a lot of people that also think Taylor Swift and Fernando Alonso were dating think Well, that. that's
1: true, and that's silly. But it's a rumored £40 million deal to team him with Charles, leaving Carlos out of a ride, or Lewis go to Ferrari and Charles go to Merck deal. The team that would benefit out of this, I'm going to be con- controversial here, the team that would most benefit out of a, a switch or a deal that would see Lewis go to Ferrari is Mercedes. They get to walk away, they don't have to have the awkward separation with Lewis, they don't have to have any of that stuff that would benefit No, but Mercedes they have to have the most.
0: Have all awkward conversation with George Russell.
1: Well, they would there. Like if they got Charles and Charles came back over to Mercedes with George, that I'm would be a little testy.
0: I'm pretty sure George the second that dropped George would make a beeline to Toto wolf's office you think that you think how fast that uh you know somebody has to call gene haas yo you're gonna see somebody calling gene haas i think george would go through the roof if that happened
1: yeah you've been
0: promising him total wolf since the day he set foot at williams that you will be number one at this team and you have just pulled back off of that i would be beyond (laughs) angry if i was george Russell. so you're right
1: ferrari's over here going
0: yeah. yeah. So maybe you're okay because, you know, you don't have to have the conversation with Lewis. but I don't want to talk to George about this. I've read so, as a conversation I wouldn't want to have.
1: As a Ferrari fan, everybody knows I'm a Ferrari fan. As a Ferrari yeah. fan, I think this is a very bad deal. Very bad idea.
0: I mean, I don't um, think anybody thinks this is a good idea. This I is just know. like rabble rousing or stirring I've the potter. I've been a little pointed.
1: And Paul and I both have been a little pointed with our... Comments about Charles and and even Carlos to some level, so I go to the wall with Ferrari, thinking, you know, a lot of unforced errors from Charles shouldn't be at this point in his career. Right. Carlos is on boil, off boil, on boil. I get it, but I'm telling you, Ferrari with Lewis isn't going to bring you much more than what you're getting from Charles. Um. It's a super expensive proposition for you, mm-hmm. and I think you would be money ahead trying to go after Lando, George, Piastri, somebody that isn't as expensive, has more long-term, you know, prospect, and and uh, could have an impact there than than Lewis. So, I don't know, if this was.
0: In Formula One Manager, I would never take this deal.
1: No, I would neither. I would
0: either. It's a terrible idea. If I was I just, Ferrari,
1: I wouldn't take him. If I was Merck, I wouldn't re resign him. That's just I'm. I've said that for two years now. But
0: yeah, I think I think that Mercedes will resign him. <laughs> they will resign him as long as he wants yeah, to be Yeah,
1: well, Toto has always alluded to that. You know that he's all uh, there. But I got to imagine if they don't come together, it's because Lewis wants a ton of money.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. and I also think too that Ferrari. I agree hundred percent that Charles is putting out a lot of unforced errors, but your Ferrari, you also put out a lot of unforced errors, yeah. sir. So if you put in Lewis yeah. Hamilton, I mean, sometimes the problem is you, right? And, and if every person you date seems to all be terrible for the same reason, maybe you're the problem. Maybe
1: Lewis could go to Aston Martin with Fernando or he could go back home to McLaren.
0: Ah oh, yes,
1: you know, come back home, right? He could come back home,
0: you know? bring all your trophies with you, so that I can, you know, stand next to them. You got Not Piastri, just the wine.
1: got Piastri and 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 Lewis at McLaren. You know, you could Lando go to Merck. Yeah, that's, mm. I'm just saying. Anyway, all right.
0: I think so. Let's do some mailbag. Mail. You got mail.
1: Uh, this is from Graham Fuller. Hi Todd, Grace, and Paul. Question hey. regarding Ferrari, excluding Lewis. Max and Alonso, is there anyone else from the current grid or F1 super license holding that Ferrari should consider? Would this help uh, if it were possible to replace drivers, not casting any shadows on the current drivers? Alternatively, is an Aston Martin style build and uh, poaching required? thanks heaps keep up the good work and i don't care if you talk for two or 29 minutes before getting to the show <laughs> thanks crap
0: excellent you're yeah, our, our new favorite mailbag
1: yes exactly uh, uh, well it's a great question and we're kind of mm-hmm. spitballing it as we go no i, I think like, who okay. would you pick
0: oh i was going to answer his uh Asa martin yes. you know style build pot yes i think yes. is the answer
1: yeah, I agree. That was
0: the easier of the two questions to answer. It was. It was. That's absolutely. I think that is the only way you can be successful in the sport is just to buy the whole shebang, yep. rebuild the whole shebang, and make it your shebang. That's the yep. only way you can be successful in Formula One. And so, then go shebang. Yeah. Then we just yeah. got to find nine other Larrys in order to make the sport successful. That's right. And none of them can be an Andretti. Go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, first so question. The Ferrari side, yeah. This is, you know, if we exclude Lewis, Max, and Alonzo on the Ferrari side, it's, it becomes more difficult. You know, you got Charles there, you got Carlos there. Uh, both of them seem comfortable and at home at the team. Um, I, I, I am concerned about the unforced errors with Charles, um, and the up and down nature of Carlos. But if you're going to replace him, you know, I think Ferrari has to be realistic. I think Lando Norris is worth looking at George Russell's mm-hmm. worth looking at Piastri is worth looking at. Um, don't know about Gasly, Ocon, No One Stroll. Um, oh, my
0: God. Essie Bessie at Ferrari. Oh, what yeah. a nightmare.
1: Now I think yeah. those are your, your main culprits. Uh, Russell Norris, Piastri. Um, yeah. I kind of think that's kind of who you'd be looking at as a possible what about like
0: uh what about like an alex albon an alexander albon i thought about alex
1: but i think alex believe it or not i think alex i i think the i think the teams that have tremendous pressure kind of weigh Mm. on him Okay. I think where he flourishes as as a Williams, I think he would be good at Alfa Romeo or Audi. I think he would be good yeah. at okay. Alfa Tari again. Or if Checo left, I think he would be good at Red Bull as Max's mm-hmm. teammate again. You know, yeah. without all the pressure that you've got to beat Max, um, I think he would be better there. Um, okay. I think yeah.
0: that's fair. I like him at Audi. I think that would be great. I think yeah, a I do too. Idea.
1: Yeah, I think Alex what at Audi I... would be a good move.
0: What about Checo at Ferrari? I think Checo
1: would be good at Ferrari. I think that is, I was just like, oh, Checo is not
0: on your list.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah,
0: check out Ferrari.
1: You would be good. You know, consistent.
0: Love, oh, my gosh. That would be great because we all know we know so much about Checo. Oh, that's it. I want to see that just because then Ferrari, we would know. We would know the truth about you, Ferrari, that we've suspected all along. All
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: it's shambolic. I think we have to get check out Ferrari now. This is yeah. my new mission.
1: But Carlos would be like, oh, no, it cannot be Ricky. Yeah, he would.
0: It be cannot better. be. But I just think that would be. That's who I would put there. Yeah, I also don't true. know enough about who is like in the junior series and that kind of. I never. I never know. Yeah. Um, so, but those I are am, my immediate targets. Okay. For that.
1: All right. Well, that does it for this podcast. That's what we think. You tell us what you think. Also, uh, what's your favorite corner at Monaco? Let me know. Mine is Portier. Always has been since I was a little kid before they had the wall where you can't see the ocean. But I always loved it in the late 60s, early 70s when they'd come down to Portier. And as soon as they come around that corner, there's the whole harbor. And they go into that. I don't know. Just something about Portier. I always like it's not maybe the most difficult corner, but it's just one of my favorites. I don't know. I just like.
0: I just like saying Puhan on spa. Yeah.
1: That's a good one. Yeah, but, <laughs> I
0: know it's the wrong track. That's, yeah. I mean, how many corners you, you probably like Roscoe, that's
1: where Michael parked oh, yeah. at one time.
0: Roscas, right? yes. I Anthony know where that one Nogue. is. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. There's, Mirabeau. I mean, most of the tracks that's don't where have. Nico
1: parked at Mirabeau. Yeah.
0: Most of the tracks don't have named corners anymore. Really? I know. It's a shame. We, um, I don't know. It should. Puhan, I'm I'm just sticking with that, even though you're right. That's at Spa, not at Monaco, because it's yeah. a fun word to say. It
1: is a fun word to say.
0: And the pool, and the swimming pool. That's not. Isn't that now like the Lowe's corner or the something? The like, Yeah. See, the I don't Piscine. know.
1: Yeah, there's a casino, Lowe's, and it was station. It's changed many
0: times. I don't know. But anyway,
1: all right. Well, that does it for this podcast but you can share your opinions go to the park do it with decorum and civility as always oh and by the way speaking of merch i finally got I ra- so i'm so excited updating our t-shirts to our very simple elegant merch logo so now mm. if you go to our website scroll down a little bit you'll see a t-shirt it's just got the podcast logo on the front in all of its long, long glory, for all these years, and on the back it says very simply in quotes, "Occasionally insightful."
0: Well, you know, I'm. I ordered one, so oh, as soon awesome. as it, as soon as it arrives, I will debut it.
1: Yes, yes. What, perfect. I was going to
0: say model it, but I don't know that what what I do here is considered no, modeling. Debut but it is good. You yeah. There you go. You see the new. You debut things. That's what you do. There you go. a content,
1: grace the revelator.
0: There you. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Plus, it has my tagline on it, so it does know, occasionally insightful.
1: Yeah, so it's good. Um, and for those that are wondering, occasionally insightful goes all the way back to one of the very first reviews of our podcast on Apple iTunes, and it was like I may have been the first review we ever I think got. so,
0: right? And it said, you
1: know, yeah, it's it's a pretty good podcast. You know, it's kind of fun and yeah. and occasionally insightful. <laughs>
0: Always so, entertaining, occasionally Always entertaining, insightful.
1: occasionally insightful. So because we yeah. grabbed on, Grace grabbed on it and said, you know what? We're going to own that. We are occasionally insightful.
0: Much like when somebody, like when I sang the story at the top of the show, that people were like, cats only like you because you can feed them. I'm like, well, that's the only reason I like people. It was the same thing. Yeah. Always entertaining, occasionally insightful. Oh, that's, that's me in a tagline. That sounds that's about it. right. That's people it. invite me to meetings only because I'm occasionally insightful, <laughs> occasionally. but mostly for my entertainment. Right exactly
1: so anyway oh and if you like the podcast you can give us a good ratings at uh your favorite uh, podcast player or apple music uh a huge thank you to our patreon supporters as always we could not and would not do this podcast without you you can you can support us very easily just go to theparkformay.com and you go and see on the right hand side or at the bottom left uh just click on that and we'll go to our patreon page and you can support us as little as a dollar a month um, and a huge thank you uh, to Grace, as always, for coming on and standing mm-hmm. in for Paul in a canceled, truncated week. And uh, that's been great on short notice. But until next week, when I go try to find, and I believe, folks, here in the States, it is Memorial Day it on is. Monday. So we won't record on Monday night. We'll be recording on Sunday night, a day earlier with the international you know who he is
0: hello everybody this is paul charles lee the international we're going
1: to be talking to paul charles the international reviewing monaco paul and i love monaco so yeah. it should be a lot of fun so until that time when we come back to do it all over again this is todd aka negative camber saying so long grace see you in two weeks i don't feel i got
0: to prove at all i, I don't think I, I don't really want to prove anything i started as an amateur uh, with no idea or no intention of uh, becoming world champion. I was curious to find out um, what it was like to drive a car fast, to drive on a certain circuit, to drive a certain type of car.